Now, KMOX at your service. Welcome to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show. Now, here's your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. Well, good Saturday morning, everyone. This is Greg Damon sitting in for Scott Mosby today. You're thinking, hey, wait, wait, whoa, what's going on here? Uh, Greg, you don't know anything about houses. Yes, I do. I, 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 I pay for one. But other than that, I can't do anything with it. Hey, I have Tyler Cuff here in the house. He's from Mosby Building Arts. He's going to help us out today. Tyler, thanks for coming down. Thank you. This is going to be fun. Absolutely. It's going to go by quick. It always does. <laughs> so uh, we're going to have a lot of fun here today on the Home Improvement Show. You want to join us? Here's the numbers, 436-7900 or 1-800-925-1120. What do we got uh, planned for the show today, Tyler? Well, it's gonna. It's that time of year when we got to start looking at uh, our house and make sure that everything's buttoned up and that we've got uh, that we're aware of things that need to be done before it gets too cold to do it. Kind of like a fall checklist, getting your house ready for winter. How's that? There we go. Let's do it. Something like that. I'll tell you what, we're going to take, we're going to go ahead and bust out our first time out. There's going to get plenty of time for us to call or for you folks to call. Here's the numbers again, 314-436-7900 or 1-800-925-1120. You are listening to a Saturday at your service. This is the KMOX Home Improvement Show on 1120 KMOX. Give us a call. We'll be back after these. And now, back to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show. Once again, your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. Welcome back, my friends. Saturday at your service. Greg Damon sitting in for Scott Mosby, who's taking a little time off today. You know I can't help you out with that. Tyler Cuff in from Mosby Building Arts. He's going to help us out today on the KMOX Home Improvement Show. Let me give you the numbers. 314-436-7900. Or 1-800-925-1120. Tyler, as I said, thanks for coming down today on this uh, beautiful day outside. It is beautiful. You know, and uh, yeah, absolutely. It's been a long time since we worked together here on the show, so uh, looking forward to it. We're going to have a lot of fun. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. I'll tell you what, we got some folks on hold. How about we go straight to the phones? Okay. All right, fantastic. Let's talk to George. Hey, George, guess what? You're up first today here on the KMOX Home Improvement Show. Maybe. There we go, George. I just got... Quick question for you. Um, I have a deck that I'm being built, having built. I went on and got three bids. Uh, Lowe's come in around 32000 Now, this is the same product. I'm using cracks. It's a, uh, not wood, what a composite. Uh-huh. And uh, the next guy to come by said, no, no way, I can't match that any, anywhere near that. The last guy come in gave me a bid of $50,000. So how in the world do I know what's a legitimate going rate or something well uh, that's a that's a great question and something we deal with we deal with often we uh we tend to to put everything included in in the price for for what we're going to install and give you the best price up front and but we try to include everything so there's not a lot of surprises and it sounds like you're getting the same thing from these these other bids that you're that you're getting um it, it it is a difficult thing, and it's a difficult because you don't know what what type of work these three people do, and that's right. where I would uh, I would check their their references, check with the BBB, check, make sure that they're they have the correct insurances, you know, all well, of that because all of that changes the price of the uh, of the bill. You know, if I use Lowe's, I mean Lowe's is insured and they guarantee it, and so on, but. You know, I, I hear, you know, it's not really Lowe's employees. It's just contractors doing it. But my, I guess my point is, how do, I, how do you even determine 
and I know calling and referencing stuff, but geez, I never expected a twenty thousand dollar discrepancy. You have an you have an itemized uh, bid that yep. you can look and just and make yep. sure that all the materials are the same between the two. Uh, yeah, that's you know. So I figured it's got to be labor costs or something. Well, it's labor and and it's the uh, the cost of doing business that some of those companies might um, have a different type of a warranty or a different type of uh, uh, how fast they're going to be able to do it or what they're going to end up taking care of you. It, there is a big discrepancy out there, and there are people who who work just out of the back of their truck. And their overhead is a lot smaller than those who are advertising and marketing and and really uh, trying to take it to, to the next level. I would uh, there's a couple of organizations that you can make sure that these people are with. One of them is the the NARI organization or the the HBA. Either one of those would be a good source to look and make sure that that contractor is is reputable. All right, George. Hey, thanks for the phone call. Appreciate it. Let's move on. How about uh, let's talk to Jerry. Hey, Jerry, you're up next on the KMOX Home Improvement Show. I'm sorry. Let's go to Karen. Karen, you're up next on the KMOX Home Improvement Show. Hello. Two years ago, I had a, well, seven years ago, I had a new kitchen put in, and the cabinets used to close beautifully, but now I see a crack, and they don't close very well anymore. I have to, you know, go back and close them on my own. And now I notice in the basement there's a hairline fracture like a T. My base is not finished, and I have a sump pump, and there's no water coming up, and I'm just concerned. So, so the the crack is on the basement floor. Yes. And do, do you see any cracks in the in the walls? No. Okay. Yeah. So concrete. There's two things that we know about concrete. One is that it is really hard. And the other one is that it will crack. And uh, so the, the, if there's a hairline crack, that's not a big issue. My, you were saying that what isn't closing right? The kitchen cabinets, they used to close very nicely. They were level, but they don't seem level anymore. So, so that is, um, there, there are a number of things to look at there. One is, over time, those, those hinges on the kitchen cabinets might just need to be tightened as they get used quite a bit to and be adjusted a little bit. Okay. I don't I don't know that a crack in the concrete basement floor would uh, would lead me to to think that that's what's happening with with the the kitchen cabinets. Usually, a crack in the floor isn't a sign of settling. It would be a crack okay. in a wall. Okay, I was thinking of settling. Yeah. Usually, if it's a crack in the concrete floor, that that just happens over time, and it can happen over a long time. It's just uh, and and concrete. And if it's a hairline crack, then then it's yeah. just a stretch crack, and and it has to go somewhere. I would I would watch that if it starts opening up quite a bit. I would look for a crack in a wall somewhere. That and then if that's the case, then I would get uh, the the sponsor of this show in Helitech and yeah. uh, have them take a look at it. Okay, I appreciate your help. Thank right. you. Thanks. Thanks, Karen. Appreciate that. How about we talk to Jerry? Jerry, now now you're on the KMOX Home Improvement Show. Yes. Um, I've just built a new home, and um, it just recently moved into it. And the pipes in the morning, when you first turn on the water, they give a big humming sound. And then it kind of goes away after a few seconds, 
And then sometimes in the afternoon, if it's been sitting for a while, you'll get this big, uh, another humming sound, and then it'll go away after a few seconds. I was just wondering if there's something going on there or what it is exactly. Yeah, there. So, so I'll tell you. I'll tell you a little story, and then I'll give you the answer. We we have a, a bathroom that we have at work, and uh, we would uh, have this same issue, and 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 we all we all know what the problem is. There's there's a little washer in there that's fluttering, causing that humming noise, and we, and sometimes like when things are are an issue at your house, you just kind of let them go because you know what the problem is. And uh, so we were, we let it go probably a little too long. And, and uh, Scott said, you've got to get that fixed. We all know what it is. Just fix it. And so we, we did. We pulled, we, we pulled it off and, and got it fixed. What's happening is that water is just is fluttering by a washer. And either there's a little tiny tear in the washer or there's a little piece of, uh, uh, maybe a little piece of sediment that has broken loose from somewhere and, and is, is making it so that that washer's not sitting tight, and so is it. Is it when you turn on the same faucet? Um, is is that when it does it, or is it anywhere well, in the house? Yeah, it can be different faucets, but it's always the the basement. Uh, there's a little wash sink down there, and it's always that. And sometimes it's the uh, uh, hall restroom when you flush a toilet. And it's never the kitchen, and it's very, very rarely in the master bath. Yeah. But it's usually in one of the two. It's definitely always downstairs in that sink and in the the restroom toilet sometimes. That's that's also downstairs. Oh, it's always downstairs. Yeah. That one always always does in the morning. So one of those one of those uh, either the shut off or the valve in the toilet. One of those has just just you just need to look at the the. The fixture and it might it might require a, a plumber to look at that for you, but it's it's not a, a big deal. It's just that it's annoying, and it's, it's just the water annoying. running past that washer, and it's just like a a reed in a in an instrument, a musical instrument, and it's just fluttering back and forth. So where would that washer be if I were to take it off uh, off the sink downstairs? It's just a one of those just a little slop sink. So if but, if you're familiar with that, you can pull the valve out of the out of the 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 handle of the sink. There's usually a valve in there with a little cartridge, and there's a rubber washer on the bottom of that cartridge. So okay. that would be the first place I would look. And then if that's not it, then you go to the shutoff where the copper comes out of the wall, and there's a shutoff there. You could shut off your water and take that take there's a there's a nut on that on that shutoff. That you can right. loosen, and there's a washer in there too. It's got to be one of those two washers. It, it's one of the two washers, and it, hot and cold, it, it, either way. Yeah, usually, usually it's just one. But what happens is when you turn your water on, um, the water in the pipes, especially going up to a sink, both both of those generally um, are being used. So it's probably just one of them, but it'll just take a second to figure out which one it is. Okay, so you're either saying right at the wall. The shutoff, or right at the the spout itself, right it comes out. There's a washer in both of those places. Okay, and then how about uh, if if that would probably do most of it? Then on the toilet, there's also a washer at the shutoff too. At, You're saying at it the might shut be there for the toilet, or or it could be the inside the toilet in the guts where the water's coming up and out of there. The okay. the actual 
um, field tube is is where it's at. There's there's a little washer in there too. Okay, so now I'd have to replace the washer. You're saying it's kind of either broken or something wrong with that washer. So, now, all I do is take it out and replace it. Yeah, it's a very inexpensive fix if you can get in there to do it. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you for your time. You Appreciate bet. it. Thanks. Right, Thanks, bye. Jerry. Appreciate the phone okay. call. Folks, just that easy. We'd love for you to join us. 436 7900 one 1120 Well, Tyler, as we kind of alluded to, uh, you know, I hate to say it, but Old Man Winter is just right around the corner. And, and you know, obviously Farmer's Almanac and other sources are predicting, hey, this could be a pretty bad winter. It, they are. And, and the interesting thing is it's been a very mild summer. We haven't got a lot of rain. And so what happens a lot of times, especially around our homes, is, is the things dry out. And we, we haven't had a lot of rain, as uh, Mike was saying on the garden hotline this morning, is a lot of the plants are, are actually getting, uh, the roots are starving for water. But around our home, what happens is the, the soil really dries out. And then when we do get rain or it snows or something, there's actually a really fast way for that water to get down right alongside the foundation. and Right, just right alongside the foundation, underneath the house, building static, uh, hydrostatic pressure, and, and next thing sudden, you know, old Jezume in there. Yep, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all of a sudden, you've got water in your basement. So so one thing that we can do is make sure, especially as we go into winter, that we're not throwing a bunch of mulch on soil that is that is already sloping towards the house. A lot of people say, well, I'm going to put mulch up against the house, and, and then it will, will the water will run away. Well, mulch just lets the water run through it. It gets down to the soil, and if the soil is sloping back to the house, then the water's going to go back to the house. So one thing is walk around, see if see if it's dried out anywhere, see if we've got any issues where we need to maybe regrade just a little bit to get that water to run away from the house. I remember several years ago, uh, Scott and I were talking about, uh, you know, we had that severe drought, and boy, I, you know, he, he brought it to my attention. I looked at my house the same way, where the soil that's up against your house now pulls has pulled away, and there's a good inch, two inch gap between the soil and your home. And as you said, and that water just it just pours in like Niagara Falls. And you know we we want to be able to protect our house. Hey, it's a it's the biggest investment we have for sure. And and it's sometimes really easy things to to make sure that it's not going to be a problem. Water is is a big issue, and so especially at this time of the year, we want to make sure. That water's getting away from the house as far as we can get it, as fast as we can get it. So is this something that uh, folks can maybe do themselves, or should we go out and, and make sure we water around our foundation, make sure that soil gets kind of, uh, you know, uh, hydrated and, and, and starts to build up and starts to push back up against the house? Yeah, so so that would be a good thing to do as as you're going through the summer, when it's a dry summer like this, to make sure that, that's, that it's staying hydrated. If it we're at a point right now that if you did that, the water's probably going to run down the foundation and start creating hydrostatic pressure. So what what you would want to do right now is just walk around maybe with a rake or a shovel and just make sure that there's a little bit of a f- slope, a fall away from the house, and that it's it's pushed up against the house. Make sure that water's getting away from the house. What about getting some topsoil and maybe filling in the crack? And that would be a, a great idea. Again, that topsoil is not going to be as compact as the other soil. So make sure you do it and then put some water on it, let it start soaking in, and maybe you have to do it again next weekend to make sure that we get that water coming away from the house. I, I was on the assumption once you bought a house, you never had to do anything to it, and, it, <laughs> and the money just stopped right there. But it just it, it's a never-ending battle. And it uh, continues to be so. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, this is the KMOX Home Improvement Show. Tyler Clough from uh, Mosley Building Arts in the house. 
Greg Damon sitting in for Scott Mosby. We're going to take our next break when we come back. More of your questions and comments. Here's the numbers, 436-7900-1800-925-1120. Stick around. We'll be back in just a few. And now, back to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show. Once again, your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. Welcome back, everyone, to the KMOX Home Improvement Show. Scott Mosby taking a little time off. Tyler, is he, is he out buying a new hammer? Is that what's going on? Yeah, what? he's he's always looking for the next best tool. Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know how it is, us tool guys, man. You, you can't, you know, you got to always got to have the latest and greatest. Scott Mosby taking a little time off. Greg Damon sitting in. Also, Tyler Clough from Mosby Building Arts hanging out with us here. He's going to answer all your questions, and we'd love to have you join us on the program. 436-7900 or 1-800-925-1120. Folks, before we get going, I do want to remind everybody the U2 concert tonight has been canceled. U2 concert tonight has been canceled. Um, it's a uh, security issue. They don't have enough uh, enough people to provide adequate security for everybody, so the YouTube concert tonight has been canceled. If you're looking for refund information, you can go to KMOX.com, and uh, we'll get you all taken care of. This is a cancellation. It is not a reschedule, so the YouTube can- concert tonight is canceled, just so uh, we're all on the same page with that. Tyler, we got uh, Rose on the phone. What do you say we take her phone call? Let's talk to Rose. All right. Rose, you're up next on the KMOX Home Improvement Show. Rose? Rose going once. Rose going twice. All right, Rose, we're going to put you back on hold. You can come back to the phone, and we'll try to get you later. So uh, we'll try to talk to Rose here in just a little bit. Before we went to break, we, we talked about uh, uh, about your home and trying to get things ready for winter. One of the things that, that I've always had a question with, Tyler, and this is – Really, I'm just going to throw out my personal stuff. Perfect. You know, this is, hey, it's just me and you talking. All right, let's go. Uh, you know, when you get ready for maintenance around your house and things like that, uh, your water heater. I've heard pros and cons about doing maintenance to your water heater, where you drain the water, you know, water out, especially we live in St. Charles County. Obviously, a lot of uh, a lot of buildup in the water pipes and things like that. So what what's what's the what's the final answer? What's the real answer? Well, I can give you my personal opinion. Okay, perfect. Let's let's go there. So so it depends really on how hard the water is. So how much calcium and stuff is going to build up in there okay. in the bottom of your water heater. It is really difficult to to drain a water heater and get everything out of there, get that sediment out there if if it's in there. Uh, and if once you do drain that and release the pressure off that water, it cuts little pieces of it loose that can then jump up in and go somewhere else in your system to to crack it. Perfect. So, that's what I would always thought. As, as being a mechanic, that's what I always thought. Yeah, so. just like the transmission, right? Exactly. You, either do it often or don't do it at all. Right. And and I think that's the same thing with the water heater. And I would say it's got to be more than once a year. If you're going to maintain your water heater, keeping it keeping the calcium and the, the sediment buildup out of it, you've, you've got to do it probably every three months to make it effective okay. and not cause that same problem that we were just talking about. Okay, fantastic. Now, typically for folks out there that may not know, um, you know, I think water heaters are kind of one of those things that nobody really thinks about until, hey, I don't have any hot water. Typically, how long does a water heater last? So the ones on on the market today, you can buy them with a five, seven, ten-year ten year, uh, lifetime uh, lifespan on them. Generally, if you're thinking of water heater, you should think that it's going to last between seven and ten years, and then you might need to get a new one, unless you're taking care of it and you're you're maintaining it every 
Three um, months. Every three months. <laughs> and so personally, on mine, I've had a 50-gallon water heater now going on 15 years, and I don't maintain it every three months. But I also know that my the water out where I'm at, it's on well water, and I have a water softener, and and there's just not a lot of buildup in there. So okay. that, it's worked for me. No, absolutely. Well, you know, see, I have a 14-year-old and a 9-year-old, so... You use there's, some water. There's a lot of life in the shower, if you if you know what I <laughs> so mean. It so it gets run through quite a bit. <laughs> That's right. Almost. Uh, what 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 do you what's your personal opinion on uh, between going with a water heater or a uh, a tankless unit that mm-hmm. you mount on the wall? So both of them have their 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 uses, and so what you're going to be using um, if you're if you're just using hot water at your kitchen sink once or twice a day, you know, wash your hands and things. Then a, a tankless is a great way to do it. If you're filling up a jacuzzi uh, and you're and you're showering, you've got kids like like you just said, you probably ought to stick with the the tank system. It'd be more efficient. Really, I always thought the tankless would be the way to go, where you had hot water constantly all the time. Yeah. But well, and you could do a you, the other thing you can do is a combination of the two. The the one is just more expensive to heat the water. Okay. Than, than the other one, and so it's just how much water you're going to use. Perfect, perfect, uh, perfect thing. Let's go back to the phones now. Let's try Rose again. Hey, Rose, are you with us now? Yeah, I am. Hi. How you doing, Rose? What can we do for doing you? Real, doing real well. Guys, I got a new uh, driveway a year and a half ago, asphalt put in, where they took off the old one and put in a new one, and I'm up for sealing it, and I don't, I think I need some guidance or some understanding of the type of sealers that would be best to use. I've had people come in and say, well, you should put two coats. No, you should just do one coat. Anything you can tell me to help guide me. So it's it's a brand new asphalt driveway a, a year and a half ago. Correct. Yeah, so so there's there's a couple of different things. It should be in good enough shape that you could get by with the, the one coat um, sealer. And, okay. And so, but I would... Are you thinking about doing it yourself? Is that um, I'm 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 looking at both possibilities there. Yeah. So if you're going to do it yourself, they, there is some some good sealer that uh, that you can pick up in the in the five gallon buckets, and it's a messy job, and you got to be willing to <laughs> to jump on it and get it all done at the same time to make it really look good. Or right. or it's a lot of times it's just as Cost effective to to hire that out to somebody that has one of those uh, trailers that has you know five hundred gallons in it and they can come out and and do it pretty quick. So I, I would so say if, that might be your where you're at with that. So if I were to hire out, which really it's not that expensive, um, what kind of qualifying questions should I ask the person who is doing it in terms of the the quality of the sealer that they're using. Is there any way to qualify that? So I here's what I would do if, if I were in your shoes. I would call the company that put your driveway in and ask them okay. who they recommend. Okay. And because they're going to stand behind the person that, if, they, if they're recommending them, they're going to stand behind them. And they their driveway represents their work, and they're going to want it taken care of the right way. We, we generally use... Uh, uh, Fontana paving and 
and we use them to, to do our sealing. And I know they have a guy that they use that, that does it all the time, and we haven't had any problems with him. So, Okay, so when I had mine done, I did it when the entire street was being redone. Uh-huh. So I said, if you're going to do the, re- the street, would you be interested in my driveway? And they were. That's a great idea. Yeah, I thought it might be too. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it was. Um, so I okay, so I could call them as well. That's who. That's and where you, I would start. Yep. Okay, great. All right. Thanks a lot thank for being you. there for me. I I appreciate the information. Well, thank you. Thanks, Rose. Appreciate the phone call. Uh, you know, Tyler. One of the things about that, I think uh, it's it's really important for folks because this is the time to do that, obviously. Uh, but you know, your driveway really has to be clean. Absolutely. You, you know, I mean, it's got to be super clean. Yeah, if there's if there's a leaf on there and you seal over it, that leaf's going to come up and you're not going to have sealer there. Right. It's or a piece of dust, you know, anything. You're right. It needs to be clean, and they're good at doing that. Well, and that's what I was going to say. You know, you brought up that hey, you know, these guys come in with this truck and they've got the sealer already in the trailer, and you know, five guys jump out of the truck and they're sweeping and they're, you know, blowing the leaf blowing it off and and. Not scrubbing it, but I mean they're you know they're they're getting all the stuff off of it. So when they apply the sealer, it's going to stick. And yep. and and if you do it yourself, I mean that's something that that many folks just think, hey, I'm just going to go out, I'm going to empty, you know, I'm going to tip this bucket over, and I'm just going to use a squeegee and go back and forth, and it's going to be done. That's really not the way to do it. Right. You're you're exactly right. And that's you know that's how it is with many things. It's even even in the construction industry, we're looking at things that. Hey, it's faster. These guys are doing this day in and day out. We need to hire them to do it rather than have our guy that does it once every three months. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's talk to Debbie. Hey, Debbie, you're up next on the KMOX Home Improvement Show. Hi, Debbie. Yes. Debbie, go ahead. Okay, looks like we lost Debbie on that. So, Debbie, if you want to give us a call back, give us uh, you can give us a call, 436-7900 or 1-800-925-1120. As we kind of go through this and, and talking about uh, getting your house ready. Yeah, I, I was just thinking one of those things about sealing the driveway and and other things is at this time of the year, it's a good time to go through your garage and see what you've put there. My wife's listening. <laughs> Don't say that. My wife's listening. <laughs> and and really, we need to look at what's in there that might freeze, because usually our garages are not air condi- or conditioned space. And sure. So, and so if we put some water or some paint in there and said, "Hey, I'll I'll use that to paint this next in a couple months," when it starts freezing, that paint's going to get ruined. And yeah. so, look at what's in your garage and and see if it needs to be in a conditioned space. I thought you were going to say throw stuff away in your garage because that, <laughs> that's, that's scary to me. Although this is the perfect time to get out and do that. Yes. But, uh, but anyway, with that, um, you know, one of the big things that uh, – uh, well, I'll tell you what. Let's take, let's take Wayne. We'll take a quick break, and uh, we'll come back and touch on that thought. Okay. Let's go to Wayne. Hey, Wayne, you're up next on the KMOX Home Improvement Show. Hi. Uh, got a quick question. I have an old weekend home that I turn the water off when I leave. And a week later, I go back, turn the water back on, and I can hear the water rushing through the pipe for about five seconds or so. Should that be happening? I mean, what, where does the water go when I turn it off? Well, so that's a good good question. Somewhere, it, it's going somewhere. And so what you've – it could be a slow drip. Um, it could be a, a leaky valve in the – 
somewhere in, in the water toilet. Or, or in the in the toilet could be draining down a little bit i um somebody showering when you're not there <laughs> <laughs> i i would is it is it mostly tell tell me about this weekend home is it is it a two story is it a single story uh one story built about 1910 uh i don't see any uh, water in the sink or anywhere when i get back but uh i turn the water back on and it rushes uh, through about 5 seconds or so before it quits Hmm. And it, tell me, what is the piping there? Is it is it copper? Is it plastic? Is it uh, galvanized? The mm. house being nineteen ten, I think it's just galvanized. Yeah, I would, uh, I would, you know, five seconds isn't isn't very long um, for that to happen, and it wouldn't take much to to leak a little bit out of that. It well, could just be sweating out of that. Let me let me ask you this: Do you have a water heater that's running? Uh, no, I I turn the water heater off too. Okay, because I was saying maybe if the water, you know, it evaporates some, and that yeah. would be would drain back from the pipe. Yeah, that, that's a good one. I I uh, do any of the lines run underground? Or like, is it a slab on grade concrete floor? Uh, no, no. The uh, the supply water comes in underground, but it goes into the basement wall, and the uh, shutoff is right there on the, on the inside part of the basement wall. And you don't see any signs of any water anywhere no. when you get back. None. No. I'd, I'd bet you got a toilet that's got a slow leak. I, I, that's hmm. that's yeah. just. Again, I'm a mechanic though, so you know, <laughs> don't don't take All my right, word for it. That's a very good possibility. You know that it doesn't take much for the the toilet to drain down, and it and it actually just runs down the drain. You know, the trap might be a, a little bit off, and uh, yeah. and it drains a little bit down through there. And so, if I would turn the uh, water shutoff valve at the toilets then, then I could find out if it was that. That would be a good way to diagnose it. If you shut that off and then turn your water on when you get back and it doesn't make that noise, then you would know it's coming through the toilet. Ah, okay. I never thought of that. Good point. So, well, the only thing is, I mean, on the for me, on those toilet shutoff valves, to me, they never close, you know. All the way. That's right. Yeah. You know, they're a couple years well, old. Now, all of a sudden, they're yeah. you can't get them all the way closed. <laughs> It is, it is one of the newest things in the house, so I'm thinking I can do that. <laughs> Perfect. Well, good. All right. Thank you so much, Wayne. Appreciate the right. phone call. Okay. Thank you. All right. Fantastic. Hey, we got to take a break. So, Tim, Debbie, you guys hang on the phone, but we're going to come back right after this. Don't forget, folks, U2 concert canceled tonight. You can go to KMOX.com, check out for your refund. It is a cancellation. We'll be back after this. This is the KMOX Home Improvement Show on a Saturday at your service. And now, back to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show. Once again, your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. Welcome back, everyone. Wrapping up now, we're number one here on the KMOX Home Improvement Show. Greg Damon sitting in for Scott Mosby, but we have Tyler Clough in the house answering all your questions. 436-7900-1800-925-1120. Don't worry, we got a whole other hour coming up after the top of the hour with news. Also, just want to remind you again, U2 concert is canceled tonight. Tyler, what do you say? We got some folks on hold. Let's try to knock these out before the top of the hour. See what we can do. All right, let's talk to Tim. Hey, Tim, you're up next on the KMOX Home Improvement Show. Yeah, my name is Ken. Yeah, I've got a 21-year-old 12 by 12 cedar deck out in Wentzville on my home, and uh, I was debating whether to tear it out and start all over or see if I could refurb it. Uh, the substructure is still in good shape, but the, the uh, it's an eight foot above grade and the post has started to kind of 
rod at the base uh, where they meet the piers. I'm just wondering what your thoughts are and trying to salvage the deck would be. Yeah, so if if the deck you want to maintain the same size and the same look at it of it. Yeah. Um yep. I would say if the if the 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 structure is good, the the deck joists are are good, I wouldn't uh, say they need to be replaced. They usually do last a lot longer. One of the problems that we find though as we as we do that, we'll pull off the the decking thinking that that the the joists are in great shape and realize that Right down the center of those joists, um, the water gets in the center of them, and they and they are rotten. And so I would I would inspect that first um, before you make that call. It's easy to it's easy to take a post off and replace a post. It's easy to pull the decking off and replace the decking. Uh, and so if if at all possible, and you want to go back to the same size, I would say rehab it. If and and the if the structure is in good shape. All right, I appreciate that. You bet. All right, Tim, thanks for the phone call. And All right. Tyler, I know you can't answer this question, you know, uh, really without seeing it, but I mean, what do you think the cost difference would be between replacing it or or just rehabbing it? Um, obviously, if the joists are in good shape, still got to replace the post, but you know, what you know, what would be the cost cost difference? And I'd also want to factor in like, hey, do I want to make this deck bigger? Do I want to reconfigure it because now would be the perfect time to do it. And that's and that's really what you got to look at. If you're wanting to go back to the same thing, the the those a two by a two by ten, fourteen sixteen foot. You're looking around twenty bucks, and so if you're twelve feet wide, you've got you got approximately twelve of them that you're going to need um, on sixteen inch centers. That's a that's a little bit of change to you know to to take in, but the bigger factor on that is the labor. If you pull that down, and then you've got to go back and make sure that everything is flashed right, right, and 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 actually that's a good point to maybe. Take it down if it's not flashed correctly. But if it is, I, I would say use it and, and leave it the way it is. All right, fantastic. Let's try to take Debbie here. Debbie, you're up next on the KMOX Home Improvement Show. Yes. Um, I have an older house, and we have no water pressure at anything, at my sink, my wash machine, my toilet, my shower. Uh, am I going to have to dig up everything? you know, the pipe and put replace the pipes underground. I don't have any problem with the draining, just the pressure that comes out of the house. So so there's a usually on, on most houses I, I would have to look at yours, there's a there's a pressure reducing valve right inside the house where the water comes into the house. And and if you don't have any water pressure anywhere in the house, but the the city has good water pressure to your house. Um, then it's it's from that pressure reducing valve on, and so no, there's not going to be a lot of digging up outside, but but we do need to see where the where the clog is, and it could be right in that pressure reducing valve, or it could be a little bit a little bit further on. But uh, and and you could have a a plumber test that for you. They could test it out at the the meter outside, see where the pressure is out there, then test it right past that pressure reducing valve, and just keep testing until they find out where where the water is being restricted at. I know we had, uh, years back, we had a snake put down in there, you know, the main water out there on the sidewalk down there, and there was no blockage, but it just, you know, we can't, we just can't get the pressure we but need. They, did they put a snake down the water, the 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 water line or the drain line? 
to see if there was anything there. Yeah, I'm sure they they put it down. Yeah, because those those lines, I would say, I would say get. There's a little valve you can get, and you could, or the plumber has that he can screw on your pipe and see what the pressure is right inside the house. If you've got 45, 55 pounds of pressure right there, then then you're gonna you're gonna be just fine, and you, and from there on you fix the valves. All right, Debbie, thanks so much for the phone call, folks. That's gonna wrap it up for this hour. Don't forget, we got another one coming up.